how we eat. Welcome back. Oopsie baby number eight. Nine. Nine. Oh my god. This is actually the third time we've started recording and Joy has gotten it wrong <laughs> every time. Oh my god. I feel like an idiot. No comment. <clears throat> Episode number nine. Uh, so. This is going to be about tips for the newborn stage. Yeah. Surviving the newborn stage. How we survived the newborn stage more specifically. Yeah. Because obviously every baby's different and what worked for us might not work for you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. And quick comment before we dive in. Episode number 10. You're going to be extra special. Yep. We're going to have a special guest on. One of my mates, Keith. He's going to come on and he's going to be on the podcast and we're going to do a bit of a Q&A. So, yeah. He's going to answer some baby-related questions. Very basic kind of... I don't know. We haven't we haven't thought of the questions yet. I, but. Well, we have some of them, but uh, yeah. It's going to be kind of a baby-related... Basic baby care and, you know, just terminology. Yeah. Like contraction. Nothing too... That he didn't know. Yeah, nothing too serious. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be good crack. It'll be funny something different and we're very excited so thank you keith for uh volunteering to come on and make this funny episode next week but yeah before we do that um we're gonna have today's episode with our now eight month old baby (gasps) who's no longer a newborn say dada dada Dada, girl can you say mama Nope. Can you say mama? Yeah. Uh, 21 hours of labor. 10 months of pregnancy. For this. Yeah. You're the best girl. What are you saying? <laughs> right. Let's delve in. So, though Ellie is only 8 months old and the newborn stage is only 5 months away from us, it feels like it's been longer five months jeez yeah it's felt a lot longer than that (laughs) yeah like i think it's just like you're kind of in survival mode so it kind of just is a bit of a blur and then you come out of it and then you just kind of forget about what it was like to have a newborn in a way yeah you kind of forget yeah i forgot about that um you forget how small they are you forget how many times they need their nappy changed and how many punamis there are mm-hmm. like that you need cellular blankets all the time you need to make sure they're burped you have to have muslins galore like yeah there's a lot of things about the newborn stage that kind of i suppose start disappearing as baby gets older you don't need as much of you know you don't need as many changes of clothes uh for elia she doesn't poo as much as she did um nappy rush isn't an issue anymore uh like when you bring a baby into the world there's a lot of things that come with that and a lot of poo and a lot of poo and that's what we're going to be talking about today so let's dive into it oh you don't want to dive into it yeah i wouldn't want to dive into poo either here look maybe sit her on the ground for a minute yeah now we have a baby that just wants to crawl all the time Oh, 
Oh my god. Oopsie daisy. Oopsie baby. Oopsie baby. That was very cringy. Um yeah, so let's get started. Yeah. We've now had to move to the floor. Yeah. Um when you have a newborn, the first time you're kind of faced with having to deal with doing something for your baby, I guess, is packing your hospital bag. Yeah. Um well obviously you prepare the nursery and all that, but like the first thing that's really gonna be to care for your baby is packing your hospital bag. Yeah. With all the essentials that the hospital requires you to bring. Most of which you're not even gonna use. Yeah. So if I like if, if you're I listen into this and you have to pack your hospital bag yet, what would you recommend? What would I recommend? I think you know Obviously, you have to bring everything that's on the hospital list because it's required. Yeah, but what extras? Um, when it comes to extras, things that I found, I like expected Elia to be bigger than she was because, you know. We were told she was going to be bigger. Yeah, we were told she was going to be bigger. And so some of the stuff that we brought... Was too big for her. Was huge on her. Like, yeah. we brought some zero to one month... Um sleep suits and they were huge yeah, on her she mass. was swimming in them yeah. uh, her nappies were huge on her and they were yeah. size 2 because the midwives were like don't bother buying size 1 nappies because your baby's gonna grow out of them so quickly and you won't use them but by the time you know they grow out of them and most babies are bigger than a size 1 when they're born so just don't bother buying them and I was like okay so size 2 nappies were huge on her which then meant we had to deal with a lot of poo nappies um, but anyway one like i would definitely buy size one nappies if Just you're in your sure. family people have smaller babies look at that uh <laughs> like my mom didn't never had huge babies and i probably should have considered that in the equation um i was a big baby you were a big baby yeah like uh, elia was the exact same weight that i was when i was born which is crazy thank you um so i probably should have taken that into account yeah but you wouldn't have known that and yeah but that's what i mean so one thing that i would yeah. look up is you know what size babies are in my family? Am I like due to have a big baby or a small baby? What size nappies are going to fit this baby better? That'd definitely be something that I'd look into because you're going to save yourself a lot of poo nappies. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Next thing that I would definitely put in the hospital bag, if you're planning on breastfeeding, lanolin cream. Not just in your hospital bag. Have a spare tube at home as well. Have one next to your bed, in your living room. And, and in your, your hospital bag. bag. And nappy bag. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because it is going to be a nipple saver. When, when you're in a state of delirium due to lack of sleep, you're just going to want to find one as close to you as possible. And, and just be like... slap that baby yoink. on. You want to. You want slap you want that baby on. Yeah, lanolin cream. What else would I recommend? Oh, yeah. One thing that actually, you know, postpartum bleeding. Let's just talk about this for a minute. I was expecting to get like... I suppose I wasn't I wasn't sure how much I was going to bleed like I thought it was just going to be like a period or something you know yeah. and oh. when I was in the hospital I actually ran out of pads because I was using two pads at a time are you supposed to? well I don't know that's just what I was doing I was putting one at the front and one at the back it was just comfy <laughs> <laughs> so I 
guys used to do massive pads at the time. You're like a cyclist. Basically. Cycle pads. Basically. Um, oh, you give them mama during. Well, like, you've just gone through a lot down there. Do you know what I mean? Like, you want some comfort. Gone through a lot. Have you had a vindaloo? Jesus Christ, <laughs> <laughs> You might want to talk closer to the mic. Well, you're the one that's, like, crawling away. Much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Okay, you don't need to like throw. Um. Yeah. So bring plenty of pads. Oh Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Elliot just slapped Liam across the face, and we really shouldn't be laughing. Gentle, Baba. Gentle. Gentle is not in this child's dictionary. Yeah. Good girl. Um. Yeah. Uh. What else would I bring? Bring plenty of snacks because. I don't know, but I only got fed like three times a day in the hospital. And that just was not enough for a breastfeeding woman. <laughs> like, I was hungry all day, every day. You also eat a lot. I do eat a lot. breastfeeding. Yeah. So I needed I lots of snacks. Is that the same for everyone that breastfeeds? Mostly, yeah. Huh. Well, I suppose well, everyone that I've talked to has... Calories, so... Yeah. Um. But yeah, they'd kind of be the main things that I'm like, make sure you bring enough. I'd be like, bring some small nappies, plenty of pads, and some lanolin cream. Yeah. So that's your hospital tips. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, maybe lots of water because, like, every time you run out of water in the hospital, you have to ask for a jug, and sometimes they forget to bring it to you, and you're parched, and you're just like... Yeah, bring an extra liter or two of water. Yeah, that's another thing I wish. Just snacks and water. Yeah, but... um. Or my wadi, even... My waddy's a cordial. It is, yeah. My, I'm sure most people know that. No, if you're in the States, you don't have my waddy. Oh, yeah, you don't. That's true. It's true. Losers. That's true. Uh, anyways. Uh, or if so you're in South Africa, you have O-Ross. O-Ross? O-Ross. Oh, didn't know that. Next tip is... Uh, when it comes to bringing your baby home in the car seat, I would highly recommend that you take a good look at your car seat before you do so and learn how to adjust the straps, how to put it into the car and all of those kind of things. Yeah. That's because, your tip. Um, That's your tip, is it? Is that your tip? We didn't do that. No. And we spent about 45 minutes trying to figure out how the thing worked. Oh my well, God, we knew how to getting... strap it in. So we heavy. just didn't know how to loosen the straps. Yeah. Which was not very well indicated. At all. There's a white arrow pointing at the button. Yeah, but like it also looks like it's part of the design at the same time. (laughs) Well, I don't know what Liam's excuse is. My excuse was that I was dealing with a newborn and had just given birth and was like completely delirious because I hadn't slept all night. Liam, what's your excuse? No comment. No comment. Yeah, so uh, just make sure that whoever is collecting you or if your partner's bringing you back or your mom or your uncle or whoever's bringing you back um just make sure the that you know yeah the taxi man <laughs> or you yourself even know how to use the car seat because it can save some tears and some stress i actually cried when we couldn't figure out the car seat yeah you did um, and ellie also did a massive punami yeah which stuck to her cot oh god anyway moving on from that just make sure you uh check the car seat and know everything about it yeah, and make sure it actually fits in your car before buying it. Test that it oh, actually yeah. fits in, in your some, car. In some car seats, you need to make sure that it's made for 
your specific car design. Yeah, it suits the model of your car. Yeah. Um, you don't want to go out now and like you have your Ferrari and you're putting your car seat in and it doesn't fit. You just have to put the baby think, on the roof then. I think if you have a Ferrari, you're not too bothered about car seat prices either. So yeah, grand. So. Um, but yeah, just make sure that your car seat is a good fit for your car. Um, now you've packed your hospital bag, gone to the hospital, had your baby, got your baby into the car seat finally, and uh, <laughs> what is she doing? I don't know. Um, and now you're home with your baby. This is where reality kind of sits in. Yeah, this is the hardest Sinks part. In. You're. I'd say it probably took us three days until it started to hit. Because you're so exhausted that you're kind of just in survival mode. Like... Yeah, you're running off adrenaline almost. Yeah. And you're completely besotted by this tiny human being. Aren't you? Did you hear what I said? No, sorry. I said, and you're completely besotted by this little human being. What's besotted mean? You know, like, besotted, like, fascinated. Oh, yeah. Ow! Don't scrape me. Is that the right word? I don't know. I've never heard the word besotted before. Right, this is lesson number one with Oopsie Baby Podcast on English. Besotted. That's besitted. Yeah, besotted. Strongly infatuated. Oh. There we go. Yeah, something new every day. Yes, I'm not stupid. Yeah, like you're completely infatuated and besotted by this tiny human. And scared. And terrified of it at the same time. Um. But yeah, I think the first thing that we had to deal with that was really hard was the fact that Elia would not sleep in her bassinet. You know, you're... When you're pregnant, you're like, oh yeah, I'll put the bassinet next to the bed. The baby's going to sleep in the bassinet. I'll sleep in the bed. <laughs> and everything's going to be perfect. And that's just so far from reality for us. Yeah. Like, she just would not settle in there. And it was, you'd feel really guilty just hearing her cry in there and her not being able to settle or sleep or anything. So. Like she couldn't settle at all in the bassinet, no. and like it would be the second that you'd swaddle her up and put her in the bassinet. She also hated being swaddled. She hated being swaddled as well because she's just... such a warm baby. Yeah, but most newborns like being swaddled. Elia hated it. Yeah. Um, she was she likes being awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, no, but she absolutely hated the bassinet. That was a huge thing for us. Yeah, um, was the bassinet. She just would cry and cry, and obviously, you you can't let your newborn cry. No. Um, so well you can but it's like someone's gut punching you yeah no I wouldn't recommend it but it got to the point where we were so exhausted especially me because I couldn't sleep because she wouldn't sleep in the bassinet and I didn't feel comfortable co-sleeping yeah and I just couldn't sleep so I would just hold her while she was sleeping and then I'd be like okay Liam I'm gonna sleep for an hour now and I'll give you Elliot to hold for an hour whilst I sleep. Yeah. And that's what we did for like the first five nights. Which was, it was not so reasonable. Stupid. Not reasonable it was at so all. Stupid. Like, I don't know what we were thinking. Like it got to the point where I get the shakes when I'm extremely exhausted. I'll like my body temperature just goes out the window and I get the shakes. And I was literally shaking like crazy. For like two days. Yeah. 
just from exhaustion. So, like, in the end, um, we kind of just had to accept that Elliot just needed to sleep in the bed. And that was going to be the only way that we were going to sleep. So, I did so much research, so much reading on um, co-sleeping and how the safest way to co-sleep was. And that's what we did. We pushed the bed against the wall. We got rid of our pillows. We slept with separate blankets. Oh. And we slept. She yeah, had yeah. her own separate blanket as well. And that's how we slept. And it worked out for us pretty well. Yeah, it worked out great. And um, because we also got Besides one of those. Um, an insane amount of punamis. Yeah. I don't know how many times we had to change the sheets yeah. during the night. Oh. But yeah, so. I mean, if you're comfortable with it, your baby's not settling in the bassinet and you don't see another alternative, yeah. put them in the bed if you're comfortable with that. Yeah. Do like, your research. It's grand. And I, oh, who's that? On. I think my father is here. Yeah, your father is here. Are I'll pause. And we're back after our brief pause. Unplanned visit by the in-laws. My parents. <laughs> yeah. We weren't like, expecting what, them at all. I was like, what in-laws? Well, technically they're not in-laws because we're not married, but, uh, yep. you know. We have a little bastard. Liam. She is. Well, she technically is, yeah, I guess. All that means is that you're born out of wedlock. Somebody <laughs> said something about kids born out of wedlock the other day, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Elia. <laughs> Who was it? I can't remember. I anyway. Ow. Yeah, Bunsen. you tell Dada. Don't call me that ever again. <laughs> You're like Jon Snow. Yeah. Same face. Except cuter. <laughs> Whacking mama. Whacking mama. Um, what were we saying? Oh yeah, we were talking about um, co-sleeping. Yeah, so if that's something that you're comfortable with and it makes your life easier, do it. If you were comfortable with... Excuse me. You know, sitting it out and seeing if your baby eventually gets used to the bassinet, then do it as well. Um, But... I will say one thing with newborns because I just think it's so true that when you have a newborn, you know, people are like, you know, don't hold them. Don't do this. Don't do that. But you think that that baby, all that baby knows is your smell, your heartbeat. They've never felt hunger before. They've never worn clothes before. They've never. Everything is new. Everything is new to them. Everything. But you're new to them imagine how upsetting it is to feel hunger for the first time yeah like I I feel hunger too much I've just become one with it <laughs> no but seriously so you know be patient with your newborn as well it's hard be patient with yourself be patient it's, with it's your newborn for, it's a, just as hard for you as it is for them 100% 100% so agree I think I think people just need to realise that oh my god we're getting that first um so i guess our top tip is do what you need to do to survive well because sleep is necessary yeah like do what feels right like if someone if your auntie is telling you oh i left my little timmy to cry and then they started sleeping through the night great that might work for your baby but then if that makes you feel upset or you feel guilty for doing it or I don't know a myriad of different feelings then don't do it but yeah that's our sleeping 
or comment on sleeping. Uh, next point, I guess, would be feeding. Um, you want me to take? The thing with newborns is they actually digest. Like their their stomach is tiny and it grows every few days, and the only way for it to grow is by eating. So they need to eat very frequently. Oh, that was so cute. Little yawn, and now Joy is yawning. Yeah, they need to eat fairly frequently, and um, especially when you're breastfeeding, they they don't have timed feeds. You, well, some people breastfeed on timed feeds. I don't know how. I was never able to do that, so I just breastfed on demand, which was kind of every hour, I guess. Yeah, she ate about once an hour or so. Um, and that's just what worked for us. Um, but I got an awful lot of comments again. You know, you just fed her half an hour ago. How could she possibly be hungry again? Oh, she couldn't be hungry. Um, but you know, the, the only thing a baby knows when they're born is to suck. Yeah, and also, you know your baby best. Like yeah. having someone come in and be like, "Oh, how I don't think she's hungry. She just looks a bit tired or something." Or just do what you think is right. Like. You've, you're only going to learn by making mistakes. Yeah. And that's the best way to learn. As long as you learn from that mistake and don't keep repeating it. Yeah, but that's not the point that we're making here. No, but like you just need to do what's right. Yeah, I know. But what like, feels we're, right. we're giving tips here, not just saying do what's right and what feels right. I know, but you also, you also have to just go with the flow and see like... How you feel it, and how your baby's feeling. You know what I mean? <laughs> does that make sense? It does, but at the same time, like, yes. But there's also obviously things that you need to look out for, like if your baby's losing weight. Oh well, obviously. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. just say go with the flow and do whatever you want. Like, sometimes your baby's sleepy and they don't want to eat, but they have to. Yeah, then you take up their foot and keep them away. Yeah, like, that's that what I mean. That was so funny like, doing that. Things that you've probably forgotten about. Oh, yeah. Like, we should have written down way more than we did. Yeah. That's another thing. Write down more things. Yeah. Even though you may not feel like it. Yeah, you may be like, oh, but what's the point? Nah, you'll want to read back. Go back and read them. Like, it's such a short period of time. That's the biggest thing to remember is... It goes so quick. It's three months of your whole life. Yeah. What's three months? It's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. And one thing that I'm really glad that I did when Ellie was a newborn was I held her so much. Yeah. And, you know, some people might not want to hold their baby that much, and that's fine. Again, do what makes you happy, but, like, she never naps on my chest anymore. No. Like she'll fall asleep in my arms But she doesn't nap on my chest anymore And that was just the best feeling ever Was having her napping on my chest Yeah And you know Everybody used to always say Oh excuse me That I held her too much And I do not regret Holding her And all. it doesn't do anything It doesn't stunt their development It doesn't do no, anything No I mean Elliot's like, Perfect half, for him. Also. Half the stuff people say is, is bullshit. bullshit. They're full of fucking bullshit. But babies need love, 
and they yeah. need affection and like if you leave your baby in the bassinet or in their cot or whatever and you don't play with them or you just leave them down and don't stick on tv them. or you do something where you're not actually promoting brain function or like simula- stimulation that's simulation mm. they're not gonna develop like no you do need to play with your baby but that's not again not the newborn stage although you do need to play with them in the newborn stage because you have to tummy time yep and um, which is very important for their back and their necks and their heads yeah they need that strength yeah and the only way to actually get them to do tummy time is to stimulate them during tummy time like one thing that worked really well for Elia because she was actually quite lazy when it came to tummy time. She used to just lie there and chew her hand. Yes. Um, just we used out. to just put her on her playmat and rattle um, this little giraffe kind of rattle thing that she has. And she'd kind of try and turn to look at Dada. that. And I mean, she was rolling by three and a half months, which was insane. Yeah, she developed really quick. She's just so strong. She always has been very determined. But... I'm lost again. What do you mean? But yeah, um, I was talking about holding. That's what I was talking about. Um, just you know, you do what you want to do. If you want to hold your baby for twenty four hours of the day, and that's what you feel comfortable doing as a new mother. How? How did you do that? Elliot somehow reversed oh. under the bed. Yeah, backwards crawl under the bed. Where are you going, Bubs? Back into your grotto. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone's saying to you. And, you know, people will come to your house and your house will be upside down. Because, you know, you might not be able to put your baby down for longer than five minutes without them going hysterical. Or hand them to dad even for five minutes. Because you are all they know. What are you doing? Are you doing? trying to get hungry, Baba? Want some lunch? Yeah. Um, you're all they know, so you can't you know, you can't actually get annoyed at it or you know. At the end of the day they're just babies. Yeah. And like as a dad, a tip that I'd suggest is Dada. Dada. Yes, Dada. Um don't don't get too caught up on the baby always wanted to be with the mother because that's who she knows best. That's whose heart, whose heartbeat she's heard or he's heard for 10 months. And that smell is what they know. You know, like, don't don't get too upset if the baby doesn't want to be with you because it's not because they don't like you. You just took a massive dump. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> what are you doing? And actually, one thing that actually really helped Liam and Elliot bond was skin to skin. Yeah, like every time after she'd bath or she'd have a punami and we had to wipe her down, I'd always just put her on my chest just to try and grow that bond. Or hold her while she was napping as well. You used yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, I think obviously. All of our experience is from a breastfeeding perspective. Elia has been exclusively breastfed since she was born. So, you know, Liam didn't have that bonding chance of giving her a bottle. No, uh, and I unfortunately um, 
Don't breastfeed. He doesn't lactate. He's one of the few males that don't. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, and there are other ways for dads to bond with your baby, and it it is gonna take time, as Liam was saying. They are in the mother's womb for ten months. They are only used to that smell. They are going to recognize her heartbeat, and of course, they might recognize your voice as well if you've been talking to them whilst they were in the womb. But they also might not, you know. Like at the end of the day, the mother is what they know best. And that is why they're so clingy at the start. And that's fine. And just those are kind of a couple of things that you can do to promote that bonding. Um, but one thing that I was really grateful of and I think helped Liam kind of accept. Not accept. I What word am I looking for? I suppose one thing that helped you cope with the fact that you couldn't look after Ellie as much as I was, was looking after me. Yeah, I pretty much just... You were Ellie's mammy and I was your mammy, almost. Yeah, like, obviously I was breastfeeding and I would get very hungry, so when I'd sit down to breastfeed, sometimes you'd be breastfeeding for 45 minutes at the start. And Liam would bring me a cup of tea or he'd bring me a snack or he'd, you know, cook me lunch or whatever. Because the reality is, if you're i'm sure if you're bottle feeding it's the exact same when you have a newborn they need your attention 24 7 and you don't get time to eat so one thing that i do wish that we would have done oh my goodness (laughs) one thing that i wish we would have done was meal prep a bit more as well (coughs) okay that was good input thank you um yeah like i think if we did meal prep a bit more we both could have spent more time with her like i could have held her more instead of having to cook yeah but like sometimes you just don't know yeah you don't know there's so much unknown and uncertainty oh. when it comes to newborns yeah they're unpredictable really, they're completely unpredictable you really just have to take it minute by minute a hundred percent. Because one one minute they could be happy as Larry, and then the next minute it's they're hysterically crying for fifteen minutes. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Uh yeah. Actually, with crying, I want to touch base on something which actually really bothered me. When we had Elia, I knew that there was a possibility of a lactose intolerance because Liam's lactose intolerant, my dad's lactose intolerant, my brother's lactose intolerant. I I wouldn't consider myself lactose intolerant. Like, I can stomach lactose, but I just can't handle a lot of lactose. Um, So, I remember when I went to my breastfeeding class, I asked the midwife about it. And she said that because there was obviously a history of it in the family, that, you know, it was a, a high chance that Elia would be lactose intolerant. So, after having Elia, that was something that we both kind of knew could possibly happen. Yeah, but... I also kind of forgot about it. Yeah, we were kind of... You kind of do forget about it because there's so much on your mind. But Elia was a great feeder from the start. I mean, she had a bit of a bad latch at the start. um, But we sorted it out. And she was fine then after that. um. But I was constantly seeing in the evenings, after about a week of having Elia... Uh, it was always around six o'clock or so 
she would just start crying and she would cry on and off for maybe one or two hours um now this wasn't constant crying obviously thankfully you know we've never had to deal with that but she'd cry for maybe 10 minutes and then be quiet for 10 minutes and cry for another 10 minutes and nothing would soothe her and at this point we hadn't given her a soother either but then the public health nurse came around and you know i said to her oh could it be a lactose intolerance and she was like oh i don't think so you know she's very little to have a lactose intolerance and bloody blah it might just be colic it might just be colic yeah she's she actually said that it was probably that she was a colicky baby um which i didn't believe personally you know this may seem stupid but i don't believe in colic i think that if a baby's crying it's for a reason it may be a lactose intolerance it may be the fact that they have wind some babies have a lot of problem bringing gas up reflux reflux there's so many things that it could be and uh, so straight away when she said that i was kind of like okay well you know i myself have noticed maybe if i had a bit more cheese or i drank milk that she has been more upset and uh, another thing that was also in the same kind of bracket as that was the fact that i was told that because she was breastfeed breastfed she didn't need to be burped which is the biggest pile of bullshit ever like some breastfed babies don't need to be burped elia needed to be burped it turned out that what the issue was was a uh i wouldn't say a lactose a complete lactose intolerance but a sensitivity to dairy a sensitivity to dairy which she still she just pulls my earring out yeah which she doesn't really have anymore um but she definitely had for the first three months of her life and up until recently when we kind of introduced dairy to her diet slowly and now she seems okay i mean we never overdo with the dairy but yeah we're not like giving her a glass of milk and bickies before she's going to bed well yeah no but yeah she does have a yogi or some cheese or whatever um there's my earring but the other massive thing that was happening with elia was that she had really bad wind all the time all the time she was squirmy she would get a really hard belly um and she couldn't get that wind up and that was why she was crying most of the time and if you're a parent who has a baby that's struggling with getting wind up there are, are lots of different movements that you can learn and um lots of different things like that that you can do massages massages uh baby little, yogas yeah little exercises for yeah. them um make sure that you hold them upright after they eat for at least five minutes that was another thing elia had huge problems with vomiting yeah. i mean she would projectile vomit yeah. all the time she would go limp like it was scary yeah it was um yeah it wasn't fun no like, it wasn't and it's funny you'd forget about so much of this until you start talking yeah. about it but yeah like if you feel like there is something wrong with your baby listen to your instinct and do something about it because if we hadn't of done anything about Elia, you know, we could have been, we could have gone on months being told that she had colic. And like at some point, my mother said to me as well, she was like, "Oh, maybe it's your breast milk that isn't sitting well with her," which is ridiculous. Uh, it was obviously something that I was eating that wasn't sitting well with her, not my breast milk. Um, and it was true. It it was something that I was eating. Like there is a solution to the problem, and eventually your baby does learn to get up their wind a lot better. It just takes a while. 
Yeah. What's wrong, Mooch? Are you getting hungry? Yeah, it's, it's nearly her lunchtime. It's your lunchtime. So we'll wrap it up real quick. Um, we haven't like even touched base on half of the tips that you could say about the newborn stage. But main tips are do whatever you need to do to sleep. Wind your, your baby. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. If you think that there is something wrong, there probably is. Um, don't be don't be afraid to ask family for help. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's another one. That was something that we struggled with. Yeah, because I didn't want to bother anyone to a certain extent. So yeah. I just was like, ah, oh, just carry on, do as we do. And another thing that I want to say as well, which is something that I was told by a midwife, and it's very true. If you're breastfeeding and you have family members who really want to feed the baby and they want to give it a bottle and you don't feel comfortable with that, say no. Just say no, point blank. You're the mother, it's your baby, it's your decision. If you don't want to give your baby a bottle, you don't have to give your baby a bottle. And if you want to, then do. Like, it's your decision, purely. And if someone's like, oh, I want to take the baby and feed them and you don't want them to do that, say no, actually, do you mind doing the hoovering instead or making me a sandwich or a cup of tea or... Do you know what I mean? Can you put on a wash? Can you do the dishes? There's so much that you could do with help that, you know, people don't offer. Like, and I'm sure if you ask them, like, it wouldn't be an issue. Actually, Liam's mom was very good for actually offering to do our laundry. She used to come up and collect our laundry and bring it back folded and everything. It was the best thing ever. Would you like to do that every day? (laughs) Forever? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be great. Um, No, but ask for help. Take the help that you're offered. Unless it's, you know, stuff with your baby that you don't feel comfortable with. Burp your baby. Um, Infocall works wonders for some babies. Didn't work for Elia. Yeah. And, yeah. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the time. Don't get so worried. Use don't the get baby so snuggles. Like, that time is going to fly and you're going to regret it. Like, I only had two weeks off for paternity. I honestly wish I'd saved all my work holidays and took them all then as well. Yeah, but you don't think about those kind of things. So that's why we made this podcast. So you do, before you have a baby, think about these things. Think about what time you want to spend with them. Think about how you want to do it. And just enjoy it. Enjoy every second because the days are long, but the weeks are short. And that's a reoccurring theme in parenthood. Yeah. So guys, we'll leave you with that. Um, Sorry for this messy episode. But the newborn stage is a messy one. Yeah, kind of goes one to one. <laughs> yeah, enjoy the punamis, enjoy the ride, and remember that the days are long. And the weeks are short. Peace! Say bye bye. Or just smack the mic. Mic drop. <laughs> oh, she's waving bye. <laughs> right, guys, we'll see you next week. Follow us on Instagram, Oopsie Baby Podcast. If you want to come on to the podcast, just message me. I'm sorry, I'm so awkward messaging people. I promise I'm not that awkward when you actually talk to me, but I'm just really awkward messaging for some reason, am not I? Yeah. Always have been. Um, But yeah, reach out to us if you have any questions or you think we can help you with anything. And enjoy your babies. Bye.